Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I genuinely hope the tips, tricks, and information we share will be your catalyst for change. I'm your host, Lauren Heiser. It's time to dive in. All right, welcome everyone. Today we are joined by Adam. Hello. Always. Diving in. Co-host. And we have a special guest, uh, Mike Piller. Dr. Mike. Dr. Mm. Mike. Sure. Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike. Is it DR? Is it it is go- DR. It's DR. Yes. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Mike, give us a little bit of, a, of an intro of uh, who you are, what you do. Uh, who you serve, and we'll kind of go from there. Sure. Okay. Um, yes. I'm. My name is Michael Piller. I'm a chiropractor. Oh, I'm sorry. You like Michael? It doesn't matter. Uh, no, it matters. My, my my wife has never called me Michael. I mean Mike ever. Okay. But almost everyone calls me Mike, so All don't right. worry about it. All right. So, I um, tangent already. <laughs> Here we go. Is, uh, I, I've lived a lot of places, and I always introduce myself as Michael. Yeah. And Illinois seems to be the only place I've ever lived that immediately changes it to Mike. Cuts, cuts like, you off right away. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, that's you know? so funny. And I've lived in Hawaii and Texas and all these places. And, it's, and they always know me as Michael because that's so how Midwest. I introduce myself. But literally, while you're shaking, someone's saying, hi, Mike. You know, as you've yeah. already introduced yourself as Mike. My, my dad's name is Michael. Never yeah. called Michael my entire life. Yeah. Mike. So yep. I just automatically so, did that to you. So all of my friends, it's, I'm Mike to most 80%. But I'll all of my wife's side of the family has never called me Mike. Yeah. All right. That's so always a Midwest Michael. thing. Oh, you're Mike yeah, now. Exactly. Oh, you're Mike. <laughs> and I, I always give my patients uh, nicknames, too, that they maybe do not like either. But, uh, yeah, it's what we do. Like, every gym I've ever met is Jimbo. Every gym. James, yeah. it's Jim, and it then turns into Jimbo. I had a Jimbo in the, the gym that I, I coached at in Grays Lake. See? I've never, until then, I'd never knew a Jimbo. But I was like, wait, what's your name? And it was James. And I'm like, oh, so it's Jim. And no, Jimbo. And it's Facebook name, Jimbo Kinney. I'm like, what the heck? All right, let's okay. get let's get let's get back to yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back the to me. The important things. Michael here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a chiropractor in Roscoe, Illinois. I've been there for let's see here, going on my eighth year, um, but I'm in my nineteenth year of chiropractic. Okay. Um, I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I also have a sports physician degree. Um, I've worked on some sports teams in the past. Um, I don't have that much of a focus on sports injury in my office because I'm, I'm I have a family practice, mm-hmm. but um, it's always a passion of mine. I played. Baseball and football most of my life in high school and college, and I don't really do it much anymore because I don't want to get hurt and injured, mm-hmm. um, but uh, sports is a near and dear to my heart, and um, I knew Adam through the chamber yes. in um, our little local community, mm-hmm. and he uh, called me up and asked me to be on this podcast, so here I am. All right, very Rolled good. out the red carpet. Dun, dun, dun. Or blue carpet. It, or, it, is, yeah. it is blue, it is the a turf. Little, a little yeah. bit more blue. Where, where'd you grow up? Where was high school? Mendota, Illinois. Mendota. Oh, you know where? Oh, yeah. like, like you know where that's at? Oh, we do. But it yeah, is yeah. about it's yeah. about an hour and a half south yeah. here. Yeah. It's a little small town. Yeah, I'm from Sycamore. Okay, so we played you guys in football like one yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, we probably killed you. No, we beat you actually. No, yeah. uh-huh. 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 that was my sophomore year. Not at me, a quarterback. You well, didn't. Oh, so the varsity QB. varsity team probably lost. Yeah. Anyway, uh, probably prom <laughs> king too. And, yeah, I was prom <laughs> king. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I could. I had a feeling. Uh, Guys, you got to see. We got a handsome funny. devil here. That's you got to see. I tell you what, we should record these things. Yeah. Get visuals. We'll get a picture. We will. Yeah. We will. Can, we, can, we put a, can you can you canva a crown on his head I, and a football? <laughs> oh my gosh, well, we have. A, it's in my car. Don't worry. It's in, the, the crown is in my car. I keep it with me at all times. 
<laughs> when yeah. you're driving. Done. Yeah. Freaking love it. Yeah. Um, let's see. So yeah, small town. Um, my father still practices there. And, nice. um, but I immediately left for, uh, Texas is where I went to undergraduate school down in Texas and, um, kind of walked onto the baseball team and football team down there. Okay. Where was that? Uh, it's called North Lake, which okay. is outside of Dallas. Okay. And so my sister had moved down there. I knew that I wanted to get out of Illinois. Um, a couple of schools were offering me here, but I just, I just wanted to get away. Yeah. Enjoy Texas. And, um. I wanted my goal in life was if I wasn't going to be the star quarterback, the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. which I never really grew, so I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I, I know, wanted man. to be a chiropractor. There wasn't that much competition, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, could, I could have probably done better <laughs> than some of the that, that they've rolled out there. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to be a chiropractor as fast as possible. I knew what I wanted to do, oh, so okay. I fast tracked through undergrad and got to Palmer Chiropractic College in the Quad Cities as fast as I could. Yeah. So I graduated, and it was a doctor at 23. So I was pretty proud about that. Nice. But um, and then I went back to um, uh, postgraduate stuff to get my sports physician degree. So I have a CCSP, CSCS, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. I have a, um, a friend from uh, growing up, and she went to Palmer Okay. as well. She practices yeah. in Rockford. We, so we I call it that. Who, who is that? Oh, Hannah. Hannah yeah. Orem. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if that – I'm sure I've met her along the way, but okay. um, we like to brag and say it's the Harvard of chiropractic. That's, no, no, that's what I've heard. No, definitely. That, that's, because it's yeah. the oldest, essentially, and okay. maybe most prestigious. And it, and mm-hmm. I, I would say it's one of the only schools that a patient would call up and say, hey, where'd you go to school? And they're happy that you went to Palmer. Exactly. It's the only one I would know. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest. In my world, I feel like there's another one called Life Chiropractic that um, is really good, and that's essentially focused out of uh, Georgia, Marietta, outside of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. That's really good, too. But, yes, Palmer, we're proud of uh, graduating from Palmer. Yeah. I think we talked about this before we were recording, but um, I'm one of seven chiropractors in my family, and six went to Palmer. And the only one that didn't is my brother-in-law. And he went to Parker, which is down in Texas. And that's why he's my brother-in-law. He's like part of the family. So, yes, Don't claim. He's not blood. And, <laughs> and that's why my license plate, if you, it's Dr. P6, because I'm the sixth Dr. Pillar. No joke. That's wow. why. Prom. Prom six. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Very nice. So um, what would you say Palmer's approach to chiropractic care is because I mean in our realm there's different approaches you know you can do functional nutrition or holistic or all sorts of different type of stuff so in the realm of chiropractic care what is their approach kind of it's a good question because it's changed over the years the oh. philosophy's changed a little bit but when, when I went to school there um, it's really philosophical based yep because Dr. Palmer is who kind of created and let's call it discovered chiropractic so that's what the school is named after ah, okay. right so um how long has it been around? Sorry. Yeah. In, in so 1895 is the first chiropractic adjustment. Okay. So we're into 125 years already. Okay. So um, cool story about that. Dr. Palmer was a magnetic healer back in the day. Now this is 1895 is when they were literally drilling in people's heads if you had a headache to let right. out the spirits. Yeah. Right. And talking about a snake oil salesman. Here, take this, take that. That's what was going on in the medical profession at the time and just overall in the society. So he was messing with magnets, if you will, and trying to get people better. And the funny story, not funny, but the remarkable story is he was working one day 
and his janitor by the name of Harvey Lillard was working with his shirt off because it was hot. They didn't have air conditioning back then, and he's kind of mopping the floor, and he noticed that his back just looked a little off. Mm-hmm. And he asked him, you know, what's your history? What's going on here? He said he fell down a flight of stairs or whatever it was when he was a kid and almost immediately lost the hearing in one of his ears. And I think it was the right or left ear. And he said he just lived his whole life with having poor hearing in that ear and maybe some bad health and not knowing what to do. The, car, the He wasn't a chiropractor, but Dr. Palmer, they called it, racked his back. They had pushed it back in alignment. Yeah. And the next day, Harvey came to work, and he said he could hear out of his ear, out of his ear. He's like, oh, my God, it's a miracle. And so he kind of thought that he had the cure of deafness. <laughs> so it was like, if I just start pushing in people's spines, maybe they'll hear, right? So he had all these people line up, and he started doing this crude adjustments, if you will, and no one was really regaining their healing. <laughs> but some of them would say, I feel better. My headaches have gotten better. Oh, my eczema is now cleared up. And so he said something's got to be something's got to be happening here. So then he kind of dove into the anatomy of how the body works and how the nerve and the nervous system is connected and through the spine. And if the spine is shifted out of alignment, maybe it puts pressure on certain areas that can cause dis-ease or leading to disease. And so what he found out was it absolutely is connected and created the school and his son, which is named BJ Palmer, really developed it from a Let's call it a mom and pop organization to yeah. what it is today and trying to teach the world about chiropractic. So it's that that tenants is what kind of Palmer started and created from. Okay. So we like to be separate and distinct from the medical uh, faction because, um, we, you know, chiropractors believe in an inside out healing, right? Above, down, inside out. Yes. You're created to be a certain way. We don't want to put anything in or take anything away. We want to work with what you have and allow that body to create and function like it's supposed to. So each school kind of has their own little kind of uh, take on that. Mm. But that's Palmer's um, tenets, if you will. So um, the, the philosophical portion of chiropractic. So they call it straight chiropractic, meaning they just adjust the spine essentially. Mm. But a lot of people branch off from that. I even branched off from that because I was so interested in sports that I wanted to learn about the joints and then ankles and knees and hips, right? So the joints don't act the same as the spine. Right. You don't, you're not relieving nerve pressure, but you're also restoring function to that joint. Mm-hmm. So um, there are some chiropractors that just adjust the upper part of the neck, right, period, right. right? Because that's the most important and it can affect everything else. But I've always had the philosophy of if that's important, why can't we just help everything else along, right? So um, that's kind of my focus um, of restoring function. And then within chiropractic, there's different factions of, functional medicine or what I am more part of was called corrective care. Okay. So if we see scoliosis or curvature of the spine, if we see damage in the spine, if we see some problems with the spine's not in the proper alignment, to me it's never enough to just, let's say, adjust the spine so you feel better that day. Right. Is what is the goal to change and correct the function of the spine? So not only do we help that component of pain or dysfunction but then we have a better functionality with health and life moving forward because we've actually changed and correct corrected the spine so do patients get homework from you Uh, essentially yes for correction yep so there's things that they can do on their own of course we try to accomplish a lot of that within the office because if we just if they just show up to their appointments and they're there we get it done we get it done in-house but yes there's absolutely some times where we have to say we need to change this you need to do that we maybe should really try to function on this um I would say in my younger years, I dove into that so much more hardcore. Mm. And 
And you found people weren't doing it. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to say, burnout, you frustration. No oh, yes. yes. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, maybe I don't dive Whatever. into that. Maybe you don't have to yeah. throw away all your boxed food and all the bad mm. foods that you have that I tell you to do. But if you can just do this, if you can just do right. this, I'll be happy. You'll be happy. And we can get great results. And I found that it was so much more... Uh, easier and more uh, um, a break on my mental clarity to do that, to know my role instead of being this person's everything. Amen. And um, and I, I've gotten much happier to do that. Yeah. And if they want to dive into that, if they want to ask questions, if right. they want to have extra classes and things We're like ready that, for that, we can do yeah. that. But I don't I don't shove every every square peg into a round hole or whoever that's whatever that's called. Yep. I don't do that. Yeah. No. Totally. I get that. Totally random side tangent. The one chiropractor I did go to, they had some weird vibrating plate thing in their office. Is yes. that a thing? Yep. Do you use I do that. Okay, yes. yeah. Because it was part of that whole, what yep. would you call it? Yeah, the corrective care. Yeah. Or, you know, the company I was in, Maximize Living, yes. that's one of the things. Is, yeah, and so they for like 10 or 15 seconds yeah. for, for, before the appointment and then afterwards to settle everything. Sure. It was really interesting. So, ahead. and to explain that, um, it just capitalizes on what's called proprioception, right? Mm -hmm. So, it, yeah. Basketball players out there, football players out there, you know when you're going to make a basket because it came off your hand right. Yep. You know that you threw a spiral because it came off your hand right, and you can feel that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's proprioception. That's how your brain interprets joint function and joint position. You we're trying to capitalize on, uh, capitalize on that by really confusing your brain immediately with this tactile sensation of, wow, the ground is shaking. What the heck is happening, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're trying to increase this communication of your brain to your body mm -hmm. but we do that directly after this this subluxation correction or the adjustment where okay. so we're changing the position of the spine yep. we want to get your brain get to get used to that new position mm -hmm. and have all the stabilizing muscles and the joints around it to get used to that so we extremely confuse the brain to teach it to memorize this new position and that's part of correction and function we never always had this. Um, so I was doing correction way before this this whole body vibration came about. Yeah. But what, what, what we require our patients to do then is, okay, go for a walk, right? Yeah. And get your body established to learn this new position we just put you in to get your muscles and your brain to kind of figure this out. And it just took longer. So yeah. what do we do in life? Try to make things easier, right? Get the results faster. And whole body vibration does that. Okay. Uh, Have you noticed a change? In, I mean, because... With everything, cell phone, social media, stuff like that, I, I think we're so much more sedentary right now than what we were just, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Do, do, have you seen – is chiropractor uh, – chiropractic – Chiropractic care. Chiropractic. Chiropr there we go. It's the verb here. Um, is that the right verb, noun? Yeah, that's a good question. What's the – do you see – get to it, Adam. I mean, do you, is there a bigger need for, for this stuff now because people are – so much more sedentary than what they used to. Oh now, yeah, it, like uh, not, not saying that it, it it'd be less of a thing if people were more active. But do, do, do I mean with that? Like, is that the simple are, the are, simple are, answer is yes. Okay, <laughs> because we are more sedentary. Or and then they've now just uh, just clarified um, two different new diagnoses of they used to call it tech neck, mm -hmm. and yeah. now they now they literally call it text neck, <laughs> right? Because we're staring down at our phones. Yeah. We're doing the exact opposite of what the body needs and is created to have this, yep. what's called this lordotic curvature in your neck. So due to, er due to ergonomics and we see little kids today on their tablets yeah. and all they're doing is hanging their head low and straightening their neck, which is compressing and forcing their spine into an improper position. 
And that causes all kinds of health issues over time. So, yes, the more sedentary, the more tech-dependent you are, probably the more degeneration you're causing to your spine. And when it comes to sedentary versus non-sedentary, your body's designed to move. Yeah. God knows Mm -hmm. that we meant to have your body move and jump and twist and do all these things. It's good to do that. So I tell everyone, patients come to me all the time, say, well, can I still work out? Can I still do these things? Absolutely. You got to listen to your body. Know that if you're beating your body up or causing issues, but your body's meant to move. I'd rather you move than sit. So what people don't realize is when you sit for a long period of time, you're doing an absolute disservice to your body and kind of destroys your body faster. Right. So um, I used to teach a, a whole course called sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the purpose behind that is we knew that if you smoked, there's going to be some health issues that you're going to come across, whether it's cancer or not. There's going to be some health issues because of how destructive it is for your health. Yeah. Well, we know now that if you sit for a long period of time, if you are a, a driver or a semi truck driver or you work at a cubicle and you sit in front of your computer, if you sit for a long period of time, there are going to be health-related consequences, and it's just going to happen, period. So we think, well, well, how can that be? All I do is sit. I don't do anything. But it's the compression and the angle that you put your body in that causes an increased load to your body that actually squeezes the disc, squeezes your joints, it dehydrates you, causes dysfunction. And then what leads to is the spine shifting into that or morphing into that position and then it becomes stuck or fixated, and that increases, exponentially increases the amount of degeneration. So a lot of people get confused with, well, but I do work out, but I do do that. Mm. But if the joint isn't moving like it's supposed to, we're still causing a degenerative type of condition. So, yes, it it causes more issues to be sedentary. It causes way more issues to, to rely on tech or to be in those positions like that. Yeah. I think we see the same thing on our end. Like, yeah. I, I love the whole fitness thing, you know, and, and strength and you know, being short, the, whole, the whole thing. I'm, I'm amazed with how much, it, like, it should, it's important in people's lives, but now it's to the point where it's, like, in a role because they sit at a desk for eight and a half hours a day, and now if, if they don't have us, I mean, they'd be up a creek type, type of thing. Like, it, it's such, such a big deal. Where if, if they just, if they didn't do that, they, they, they could come here once a week, maybe twice a week, and, and yep. get get phenomenal results. But because they're they're desk bound or you know mm-hmm. you know behind a wheel, you know driving across country all day, like, boy, it's yep. it's so hard on the body. Yeah, the, the first step is to realize, you know, like what they say in the twelve step program. The first step is you realize that you have a problem, yeah. right? So if you have a job that you're just not going to get rid of because it pays the bills and yeah. it, it provides for your family, right. so then you know that it's causing dysfunction in your in your life or your body as a whole. We've got to do something about that. So you got to combat that, whether it's series of stretches or working out or seeing a chiropractor. I usually say it a lot that some people choose chiropractic to be healthy. Some people have no choice but yeah. to choose chiropractic to be healthy yeah. because of the fixation of their spine or the condition that they have or if there's old trauma or the job that they have. We've got to be able to sprinkle the good with what we know is the bad. Yeah. Would you would you say, in in your humble opinion, that everybody – should see a chiropractor or do you think some not so much depending on their so here's my answer to that is everyone should be checked oh. i think without a doubt 100 percent, every single human being should be checked to see if their spine is functioning properly yeah because in my world that i've lived for the last well my entire life my father's a chiropractor i've been adjusted my entire life we know that the brain is the most important thing in the body and how that brain gets to the body is through the nervous system 
So that would be 1A and 1B. If it's the most important thing in the body, I believe it should be checked to make sure that it's functioning properly. And that means that every single human being, baby to 110 years old, should be checked for what we call subluxation. Is the spine in proper position that's putting pressure on the nerves, that's causing a lack of life to the body, right? Someone's stepping on the garden hose, yep. right? Now, not everyone needs that pressure relieved, but we should check to see if it's there. So should everyone go to a chiropractor? The answer is yes, to be checked. Does everyone need to be adjusted? The answer is no. If the nervous system is properly is is functioning properly, then maybe they don't need a chiropractor, right? Yeah. So I, I, like you said, in my humble opinion, everyone should be checked, but not everyone needs to be adjusted. Now, sometimes that goes hand in glove, right? Sometimes if you get checked and we are not functioning properly, then that person I believe should be adjusted or should help to be corrected with the nervous system. Yeah, just like going to the doctor at least once a year to get your blood work done. Just sure. keeping a pulse on things, making sure things are, are trending in the right direction. At the very least, yes, you should yeah. do that. It should be like um, like you're going to the dentist or you're going yep. for a checkup. Is your nervous system working like it should? And that's a whole other ball of wax if it isn't. Uh-huh. But at least we know that if it is, it is. We can't assume that the nervous system is functioning great because you feel good. Right. Or because you've chosen to work out and try to help your muscle structure or lymphatic system. But if you're not helping your nervous system, that controls everything and that can affect all kinds of things with your health. Yeah. It's not like your nervous system has like a check engine light. <laughs> right. <laughs> you so can some, just look at and see. Yeah. So sometimes it does, right? Right. And that's called pain. And so what do most people do with pain sometimes? Ignore it. Cover it up or ignore <laughs> it, right? It. Yep. So I love to tell this story. And if my sister, Kim, who is listening, um, she's going to yell at me. But when she was 16 years old, she had an old car and drove it. And uh, she had this little annoying check engine light that came on. And it just bothered her. So she put a picture of her boyfriend over it. <laughs> and wow, problem so, problem solved. I you know, the picture of the boyfriend is there, and it's glowing behind him. So all of a sudden, <laughs> now he looks better. And oh. but ne- next thing she knew, a month later, the com- car completely seized up on the road, and the engine was shot because it needed oil, right? <laughs> and she didn't realize that it needed oil or what it needed. She just knew that that light annoyed her, right? <laughs> so th- that's how people walk through life. Yeah. Hey, my knee is killing me. I'll just take an aspirin, and my, now my knee doesn't kill me anymore. Well, by doing that, we're putting the picture of the boyfriend over that important light, and yeah. now your knee is destroyed because you should have listened to the check engine light. Yeah, that is one of my absolute favorite things that I, I preach with clients is you have to get in tune and aligned with your body because it is constantly screaming signals to you right. should you choose to listen. The bad news with that story is your body is designed to adapt and, mm-hmm. and, and to deal with yeah. so many things. Right. And one of its ways that your brain understands that there's an issue is pain. But what's so difficult to understand sometimes is there still can be dysfunction without pain. Right. So I explain this to patients all the time and say, okay, I know you didn't realize you had a, let's call it a bad back because you can function just fine, but you do. It's the same way I can say, I'm sorry we found cancer but you don't believe that you have cancer because you feel good. No symptoms. Yep. Right? So it's like it doesn't stop the fact that there is a deadly disease that's growing and building and wanting to destroy you in your body, but you don't feel it. It's the same way if your spine is not working like it should and you feel good or you can perform what you want to do now, but it will come to get you. 
Yeah, I love that. I love the preventative versus reactive. Mm-hmm. Wait until it's already surfaced. It's already up, it's already you know taken its toll to get to rearing its ugly head that you actually have the symptoms. And yeah, being preventative beforehand is so important. It, and and what we know now is um, you know they call it the tip of the iceberg. Once we mm-hmm. once we know yeah. that you're having pain, it's too late, right? right. It's it's tough to 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 go back sometimes because there is so much more of that iceberg under the water, right? Um, so you're absolutely right. Trying to stay ahead of it is the is the key to health. Yeah. Right. Preventative medicine, preventative issues, um, but sometimes it's too late. Or or if we only wait for that check engine light and we don't worry about anything with our car until that check engine light comes on, we don't put better gas in it, we don't change the oil, mm-hmm. we just wait for that indicator to let us know, then we're probably taking the wrong approach. Right. right? But yeah. that's su- such is life. Yeah. People are so busy. People are so stressed. So the biggest, uh, we call it the three T's, and you learn that at Palmer, maybe not at other schools, but it's called thoughts, traumas, and toxins. Mm. These are the three things that can destroy our body and our health, right? And so it's the different approach, right? So thoughts is stress. Mm. Do you think we're stressed in this world? You know, some people think the more technology makes our lives better. Yeah. Probably not, mm. right? Whether it makes us more sedentary, makes us more stressed, whatever they may be. So the thoughts process, the stress is a major player with our health. Toxins. Do we live in a toxin environment? Everywhere we look, what we're sitting on, what we're breathing, what we're putting in our bodies are all probably not designed to be in the human body. So the body has to really detoxify, identify, and detoxify and get rid of those issues. And then traumas, right? Sitting, falling. Everyone thinks like the big stuff, like a car accident or a fall. But it's the little things. It's the repetitive trauma if you're a pitcher, right, you're throwing unilaterally. It's throwing your body out one direction at all times. If you're a bowler, if you're a golfer, right, it's always unilateral in one direction. That can cause trauma and put pressure on one thing. And that causes stress to the nervous system or stress to the spine. It can lead to other issues down the road. Totally. Three T's. I like that a lot. Yeah. Do you see, because this, this is Adam's hope, coming off a little pandemic here, that and going off of the covering up pain and, and stuff like that. Um, my hope, my hope, because I'm optimistic, is that people are going to be like, you know what, this pandemic scared me a little bit. I might have a couple risk factors. I want to not have risk factors. So the next time COVID-20 hits, I'm I'm not so worried about my own health or my family's health and, and, and stuff like that. And I'm going to, you know, nip this in the bud a little bit and, and I'm, I'm going to get healthier and I'm going to take care of my, you know, nervous system and, 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 and hit the gym and eat good food and da, 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 da. Um, that's my hope versus, well, I'll just hunker down in my house for another year. And then when the vaccine comes out, just pump myself full of that. Again, not judging if people get vaccines, get vaccines, right. your, your choice. Um, have, have you seen anything in the way of, I mean, you guys were essential mm-hmm. through the pandemic, which is awesome for you. Yep. Um, are, are, do you see people taking this 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 responsibility for their own health and wellness the way adults should because they're adults and they 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 you know they should nowhere <laughs> nowhere near where we need to see okay right the, the, I have a handful of patients that have the exact same philosophy right, right? <laughs> I've got to take advantage of this I got to do this uh, do this for my health I want to live for my family but it's the opposite oh. like okay we've been cooped up in our house, which we know now is um, much more toxic than being yeah. outside. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't want to be outside because of the smog. Well, <laughs> inside your house and all the fumes and all the things that we do to ourselves and our body and our um, 
things in our household are almost more toxic. Yep. So what I've seen is the opposite, right? Almost society's uh, thing of, okay, I'm going to, I'm protected in my house and all I need is this more toxins in my body, which is a vaccine. And that's going to help protect me like a shield and I'm good to go. Now I can still live my crappy life and, and eat all the bad foods and I'll be just fine. That's what I see more, and I, I wish that wasn't the case. I thought and you were going to make hope. this much more positive, Mike. I, I know, I know. <laughs> but so what you absolutely said is my dream as well, right, <laughs> is let's take this as an opportunity to say, wow, um, we need the host to be stronger than the virus, right? We've all heard stories of someone, wow, my husband got the virus, but I didn't. Yeah. You know, I share a bed with him. We share food. We kiss, whatever that may be, yeah. but I didn't get it. Why is a very in, invasive virus not affecting me, but it affected my husband? Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons why, yeah. but it's essentially the host theory. Yeah. The germ theory of germs cause disease doesn't hold water because we would all have died already from that disease. So what the germ theory is missing is, yes, this germ can cause disease, but it has to have a viable host to survive. And that host, if you get that host um, cancer-worthy, um, uh, iron sharpens iron, you get it to be functioning like it should, it will beat the crap out of that virus or that bacteria, right? That's what it we're designed to do. So I, I can't wait till we get to the fact where <laughs> we are close to each other, we hug, we handshake, we share and swap microbes yeah. and get stronger for it. Yeah. That's my hope, you know, not to run from it, not to wait for this cure of vaccine, not to wait for um, I, I have to wear a mask because I don't want to give it to you and you, you, I don't want you to give it to me. It's yeah. we need these things to be healthy. We need microbes. We need viruses. We need bacteria uh, for our body to develop and that's what we fear a little bit with this masking and and over sanitation i understand we're trying to stop the coronavirus yeah. but man does it do a disservice to our immune function when we do those things yeah. over sanitation over sanitation is that the mm -hmm. phrase you just, that's you don't hear that you yeah. don't hear that on the media yeah because you, <laughs> you don't think it can be enough right yes. there's yes. over 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 yeah. but there's so much of an issue that yeah. all of a sudden now simple things like which we're going to see is simple things like colds and flus which have always been here oh yeah and always will be here mm -hmm. now attack us so much more because um uh we are we are robbing our immune system's reaction so it's like the weekend warrior, right? What you guys deal with. Mm -hmm. All right. When I was 20, I could lift this. Well, now you're 45 <laughs> and you haven't lifted anything for a long time. Don't lift that and boom, they get hurt, right? So that's what's happening to our nervous system and our immune system. We're going to walk out into the world and we're going to be unprepared for it. And we're going to have all this type of consequences uh, because of that, essentially. And we're isolating superbugs. So we're killing off the weakest of the bacteria and, and pathogens, and all that's left over are the yep. very strong ones, and then they repopulate. And now we have these superbugs that are resilient to chloride, bleach, and yep. you know all this stuff. And they and almost treat it as food. They say, wow, what used to kill me now makes me stronger, uh -huh. right? That's the yeah. old adage. They're adapting just and like us. They literally do that, right? So something yeah. would have killed before. is now. So now we end up with a lot of different things right. um, with the human body that we can't control. And that's what we're really scared of because yeah. we don't know what's next. If, nope. if an antibiotic doesn't kill this, we don't know what will, right? So we're really worried. Science is really worried about yeah. what happens next, right? Yeah. It's already happening with a lot of the moxicillins and stuff. Like oh, yeah. we're running out of psilins because <laughs> we're they've they're like, hey, you've been using psilins on us for a hundred years. We got this. Like yep. we are twenty years ahead of you. So what do you got next? So w in my world, what we got next is a strong host. Yeah. Increase your nervous system. Increase your immune system. Right. Eat the right foods. Exercise. Detoxify. Those things are your best bet against a lot of these issues. 
Um, you know, I, I tell kids all the time, which is nowadays, you know, you, your parents wouldn't think twice of this, but now young parents now, oh my gosh, it's sacrilege. Let your kids play in dirt. I know. Let them get dirty. Yeah. Let them go play and get dirty and get grass and eat bugs. I don't care. You know, it's it, all these things help your nervous system adapt and grow. So, how, how do you do? You have a good way to communicate that with with people? And I don't know if this is just a like an uphill battle, and maybe this is just I, I don't know at, what keep at, keeps Adam up at night. But it disappoints me in in the, the world mm-hmm. where. Hopefully, people not listening to the show, but like where where people take the the easy way out. Would, you know, would you would you like to you know cut down your sugar and your carbohydrate intake and not go on insulin, or do you just want to go on insulin and and keep eating the the crap that you do? Yeah. Um. Most sadly, I find way too many people choose the the, the latter. Um. Is is there every, everything you guys are talking about here? Is is there how do you communicate it to people? Do people get it? Is is there is there something that like they didn't get it and now they do get it? That how do you know what I mean, or is it is it just like either they get it or they don't, and yeah. the ones that get it, I'll help, and yeah. the ones that don't, well, good luck to you. Sure, <laughs> I'm the, trying to say how can you make a Democrat a Republican? Yeah. Can you make a Republican a Democrat? Can you totally flip them from side to yeah. side? You know, just not getting political. But. Your your <laughs> frustration in the 20 seconds you try to explain that is my <laughs> lifetime. Yeah, right, is <laughs> trying to get people to understand to take control of their health and that they have a responsibility within their health and within their means to make themselves healthy. Very difficult. I've been doing it my whole life, right? But what I try to do is do step-by-step, right? What does anyone come to me for? Pain, right? And that's the least thing I like to talk about in my office because if you were at my office, if you sat down and you, and you can't do this because of HIPAA laws, but if you sat down and asked someone walking in the door, what did they come to see Dr. Pillar for? And they're going to tell you what they initially came in for. And are they dealing with that now or are they in pain? 99% of the patients that walk through our door are happy, they're healthy, they're feeling great because we've already gotten them through that traumatic pain experience and they're trying to ex- express health, right? So I try to lead by example. Show them that there is another avenue out there. And once you get a taste of better healing, better functioning, right? How many people do you deal with in your business that say, mm-hmm. whether it's the runner's high or the workout high, or I feel so much better, I don't need to do this. That's what can you can strive on. Um, but everything in our world right now is the quick fix, easy fix. Just take a pill to cover it up. You know, shut up and do your job type of scenario. And we do that to our bodies. Just shut up and do your job. Well, if you give a medication, it's, you know, it goes back to the, the boyfriend over the check engine light. It's much easier to do that because it's out of sight, out of mind. If you're asking me, trust me, I think I'd be um, having nine podcasts and doing way better <laughs> um, in life if I had um, the answer to that. How do I get people to take advantage of self-sufficiency and helping their body function better? It's frustrating. Yeah. But lead by example. Teach the truth. Speak the truth. Keep it simple to say your body works better without X, Y, and Z. And if you can just experience that, you'll know a better functionality of health and life and experience. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's hard. It's just like you're saying, it's stay in the path and staying in your lane of just knowing you're doing your due diligence of those things you mentioned, and they will they will come when they're ready. Yeah. You can't force their journey. Yep. Your journey was the same, and you have that's something I'm finding more and more with clients is like I'm I'm being okay with like them 
failing, it's not failure, right? Thomas Edison said, I just found 10,000 ways to not make the light bulb and eventually <laughs> I get there, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, okay, I have to let them explore on this journey. I can't take the journey for them. Yep. I can't just spoon feed them, do this, do this, do this. They have to figure it out on their own yes. and feel it. So sometimes I explain it as a, a wonderful bait and switch because mm -hmm. people walk in our door for pain. Doc, this hurts. <laughs> Take this away yeah. now, yeah. right? And so they wanted to be better yesterday. They want to be the easiest path possible. But that's my initial step with them, kind of meet them where they're at and find out what we can do to help. But then what is so amazing is that when you start to remove the nervous interference and allow that nervous system in the body to work like it should or like mm -hmm. it's intended, all these awesome, amazing side effects called health start to pop up, <laughs> right? I came to you because I had headaches. But, but Doc, I'm going to the bathroom better now. Yeah. Or right. I never, I used to have to take X, Y, and Z to do this. Or I'm sleeping like a baby now. Or wow, I can actually take less medication. Why is that? And sometimes we just let them discover it for themselves. But I have to, I, have to, I can't be a stranger to the fact that people are there because of pain or this problem. So I try to meet them where they're at, but know that there's so much more that's there. Yeah. And I love what I do because if you can improve the nervous system, we have all these amazing miracles that happen off the side that I can take credit for yeah. that I have no credit of taking, you know, is that the nervous system and the body's working better. Right. And um, that it, it just helps to motivate people when it comes to that or that's why my practice has grown wherever I've gone because if you set a good example – meet patients where they're at, know that there's a better place for them, and they start to function, all of a sudden, great things start to happen. Then they get motivated. They, you know, possibly put that into other realms of their, oh, my gosh, I do feel better now. Yeah. I eat better now. I sleep better. You know, this little circle of life. Now I, I'm going to start to exercise because I actually yeah. feel better because I couldn't exercise yeah. before because I had so much pain. Yeah. And you just kind of hit that domino. And boom, 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 yep. and, and that first domino yeah. needs to be nothing in life comes easy and nothing in life um what is the additive you know you got to work for what you get type of scenario so to for some people that are out there to think oh my god i have to go work out or i have to go sweat or i have to go do x y and z it sounds that's terrible. hard it sounds terrible <laughs> it's like wow but nothing in life comes easy and it takes work to obtain and and then you have you have ownership over it and then your body's functioning better same thing goes in my world i i, I would love to make an adjustment and have that one adjustment solve all their problems with their health and have everything function beautifully. It takes time, yeah. but it can be achieved, but it takes time and it takes work and they can own it themselves. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked your point with the, oh gosh, was it just kind of walk the walk type, type, type thing? Cause I, what annoys the bejesus out of me is like people taking pride in unhealthy behavior. Like, just, ah, you know, ate entire pizza, you know, as Lauren's crying. Like, you did what? Oh, good God. <laughs> you know, or, 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 you know, funny Facebook memes, um, you know, making fun of working out. Why would you work out? Type of, you know, we, we, look, we look to take the easy way out on any, you know, on everything. Um, and that's, I, I, I totally agree that that's that's the first domino. And I, I, I wish it, we could make it where, you know, being being healthy, eating healthy, living a healthy life. You know, d taking care of yourself, chiropractic stuff, massage stuff, like doing mm -hmm. is the 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 standard. And even if you you, you know you, you don't have the money, because sometimes that stuff can get expensive. And and doing things, there's simple stuff that you can do in your world. You know, absolutely to to take care of yourself. If if you're telling people to to be healthy outside of your place, um, on the cheap, on the free. What do you, what do you recommend? Uh, the simplest, easiest, um, 
thing that everyone knows but no one does, drink more water, period. It is the absolute easiest way to increase your health and body function, period, because we don't drink enough. Yep, we don't drink enough, right? So uh, a simple equation that get people to say, "Uh uh-oh, crap, I'm not drinking enough water. Simplest, easiest equation, take your body weight, divide it by two. That's how many ounces of water you need to, not should, you need to be drinking a day. Can you go over? Absolutely, right? But try not to go under. So if you weigh 100 pounds, it's 50 ounces of water. So most people have taken two or three drinks of their water bottle and put it back in the fridge, and they think that's drinking water, right? And they have to realize that things like certain foods, uh, caffeinated drinks, all oh, this has water in it. It's all dehydrators, right? It takes stuff out of the body. And we need water for that simple function. So number one, water and movement, right? So and that's in your guys' world, but movement alone um, we, we live in a world, especially with the pandemic and um, isolation and things like that. We live in a very serious world of depression, okay? And every single study that I've ever read or that's probably been published, every single study when they compare this antidepressant or this drug, this solution to exercise, it loses nine times out of ten. Yep. Exercise will always trump any kind of chemical induction to help your body function better because it's getting back to a simple fact of the body needs to move. You get rewarded for doing it, period, right? And so you can probably extrapolate that to my world is, yes, if the spine isn't moving, we have dis-ease and disease and dysfunction. Get that to move better. But simple movement, more water, are two simple things to change people's health, period. And um, the, the minute I start to talk about more water, people realize that they're not drinking enough and they start to do that and they can immediately see the benefits of it. So water's the easiest, simplest way to improve your health. Yep. Very cool. I love the movement thing. I, I'm, I'm amazed how just when I do the dad stuff around the house, hey, you know, mowing the grass or we, we planted some garden, you know, some, mm-hmm. some seed this weekend and da, 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 just, just that like nice low level movement. Like I'm not doing anything exciting, you know, and mm-hmm. carrying some dirt to the backyard, you know, spreading some things out, moved a sprinkler, da, 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 but you know, or here at the gym building stuff out or whatever it is. I feel amazing at the end of the day. Like it just, you feel it, it's not hard. I didn't sprint. I didn't run up hills. Right. I didn't. I didn't deadlift PRs. You know, I didn't do these these hard hard workouts. I just I, I just moved. The sun happened to be out. You know, just mm-hmm. simple simple stuff. Um, where other people, not other people. Gosh, I, terrible. Uh, too many people, I think, just you know, want to be inside with the with the air conditioning on and, and, and watching TV or or just you know be stuck on the social media. And sure. that's where I think all the you know the, the mental health piece really comes in. And it's it's so depressing how depressive or how depressed you know the world is and yeah yeah it's uh these negative feedback loops right so yeah. one feeds the other the same thing can be said about positive feedback loops right the more you do positively the more whether it's the thoughts that you have or the actions that you take and the rewards that are given from that drinking more water moving more has definitely positive reactions yeah. right so it's always this fine battle of the world society is putting us into this negative feedback loop yeah. you know fear stay at home, blah, 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 and we need to do the almost the opposite and try to create this positive feedback loop of positive energy, positive thoughts, positive movement, all these good things. Yeah. How, are you on social media much, personally? Oh, 
That's a good question. I, I uh, guilty pleasure is that yes, I am, but I'm not on some much TikTok videos. It, it, oh, I don't. My my daughters <laughs> and my wife. I've I've just learned these new things now. Um, I have never tweeted. I don't tweet. I don't. I've never Instagrammed. I have Facebook. That's it. And maybe because I'm an, I'm old because of that. Maybe mm. you know that's archaic now. But uh, maybe getting a hold of friends and seeing what they're doing and whatnot. But um, it's always extremely disappointing yeah. and, and, and depressing to see it and like, okay, all we do is fight mm-hmm. and we have these cyber bullies that are out there and we got, we're talking about politics, yeah. you know, you get that involved and there's all kinds of things. So it's, those are always um, the best, you know, constructive debates on politics is over, over social media. That's where, <laughs> yeah, that's that, where you really change yeah, people's minds. Exactly. You know, I never thought of that point. Yeah, that's calling someone point. a jerk <laughs> without knowing them is always a very good start. I had this stance, but now, right. <laughs> since you called me a name, now I'm coming over to your side. You're right. But again, what am I doing? But again, what I love about social media, at least when I started, you know, doing some things, whether it's through our business, is I always said to myself, if I can be in front of someone to try to help convince them that they should take advantage of their health and do something about it, that's certainly a win for me. Right. It's if they don't ever walk through my door, I can never speak to them. Well. Social media has also given me a platform for that, yep. right, to actually kind of show my heart or show the, the the knowledge of what we can do and how we help people. So we've kind of taken advantage of that from time to time and done some certain videos and things like that to try to explore and try to reach more people. That's why things like this, this podcast, right, so yep. people that maybe live far away or can't get here can actually listen to this and have their life enriched because of that. It's a positive thing, Yeah. right? So you can take new technology – Good and bad, right? So, this is my favorite. I I've probably said this forty seven times in the twenty one podcasts mm-hmm. we've had. But mm-hmm. this, this is my only. This is the only source source of social media that I think is actually real. I think Instagram fake, Facebook face fake, Twitter fake. But this you, we can actually have real discourse, explain thoughts, explain ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, with unlimited time in theory outside of you do have to get back to work and sure and yeah, <laughs> get I don't people. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> That's our trick, no clock. Yeah. We, just, we just trap you. They, they have me in this dark room. I don't know if I'm able to leave. If you're listening right now, uh, come help me. Do you have anything else, Lauren? Uh, we we used to do this. And we've kind of mixed it up, but uh, we like to end with a question of uh, what does strength mean to you as we are Oak Strength? Ooh. And I'll give you some time. I'll, I'll keep bantering so you can think a little bit. <laughs> we used to do a what's your, what's your spirit animal, but I'm feeling the, the way this podcast <laughs> has been flowing. I want to go the strength one. I feel like you're going to have a good answer. Um, so yeah, it, and it could be, it could be another word that describes it. It could be a feeling. It could be kind of a, a theory of what strength means to you, but yeah, if you had to define strength. The first thing that popped in my head, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, is, is confidence. Mm, okay. Ooh. That's confidence in your health, confidence in your mind, your body. You know, I love the fact that um, whether it's I because I work out or whatever that is, I can say, you know, I can lift that or I can do that. Yeah. That's good. You know, I wake up in the morning and I feel good because I can do this. I know my, I know I can beat COVID if I come in contact with COVID because my immune system is as strong as it can be. Like that's to me is strength, you know, having the confidence and faith in God and love and your family and that's to me is strength. Love that's it. the first thing that came in my my mind. Okay. Yeah. Got nothing to do with muscles. That's fine. <laughs> right? That's muscles fine. are great. That's a great answer. Yeah. That's what a lot a lot of the answers tend to be that. I've had very few people related to physicality. It's more right. like resilient that resilient spirit, the grit, the and it's kind of all encompassing whole body, whole health. I like that a lot. I agree. Definitely. Cuz it's uh, obviously very rewarding if you mm-hmm. take the time in for your fitness you're going to be rewarded through your mind thoughts, through your body functionality, through a lot of different things. So yeah. 
confidence, I think, is a good one. You know, I don't have to outrun that lion, but I know I can. Uh, right, <laughs> all right. Try. I just have to beat you. Right? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident that I can beat Adam, yeah. and the lion's gonna eat Adam, yeah. and then I'm good. Yeah, we well, should have raced back in high school football. That's oh what my we should have done. These two. Yeah. Back back in the day, I think I was four four nine. Oh, I was not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's that's the one thing I had. So what was crazy was an eye-opening experience. So I, I go out to Texas, and I'm thinking, uh, Mendota, Illinois. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, big, got it. Big fish, very small <laughs> pond. Yep. I go to Texas, and I'm not even a blip on the screen. And I, what I had is speed. And I was standing up next to 280-pound linemen that were beating me off the line. <laughs> yeah. And I realized, I think I'm going to be a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's, I think that's what I should do because I cannot beat these guys, right? So um, that humbled me right away. And I said, because I took that same drive of, like, I want to be really good, and yeah. because I'm smaller in nature, people would say, you're not big enough, you're not fast enough. So I took that as a slight and said, watch forget me. you, watch right. me, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I took that same approach to my education. I'm like, okay, the dean said I can only take 16 credits, so I'm going to take 30 and see what I can do. Yeah. And I had to sit in his office, and he had, I had to ask him to take 30 credits. He said, this is uh, uh, unprecedented. This is no way. You can't do this. I'm like, watch me. Can I? He's like, I'll give you one semester. And I got my undergrad in two years, four-year wow. degree in two years, because I did that. Watch me. It was hard. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. But I got it, you know, and I graduated as fast as I could. Yeah. So Jeez. I knew I wasn't going to grow. <laughs> so, um, you know, I wasn't probably going to get any faster. So I wanted to be a chiropractor. Jeez. Look at you now. <laughs> where? We'll uh, see. <laughs> where? Still speaking, growing. Speaking of chiropractor, <laughs> yeah. where can people where can people find you, connect with you? What's yeah. you your Facebook? Yep. I'm in Roscoe, Illinois. So my office is called Lifestyle Chiropractic. Um, uh, if you... I can give you the phone number or something like yeah, that if you like. We're in yeah. Roscoe. Yeah. What, what's the website? Website is lifestyle Cairo. Sorry, lifestyleroscoe.com. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So they can. Perfect. And then we have a Facebook page and yep. things like that. Again, we don't do Twitter or yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. But we have Facebook and uh, we can Google. We get a lot of patients from Google because that's I'm in their plan or whatever like that. But sometimes they're pleasantly surprised that we do things differently because people have a certain opinion on chiropractic yep. or they done it before and they realize it's a different approach when they come to our office and I, I like to pride the fact that it is a different approach and much better results because we're correcting and changing the structure that houses the most important thing in your body which is your nervous system thank you very thank you, cool thank you for uh joining thanks us for today. inviting yes. me yes dr michael mm-hmm. thank you you're, you're welcome that was Nailed good it. that was good that's all we have for you today. If you have questions, want to chat, or are interested in seeing what we're up to between episodes, head over to Instagram and follow at lauren.rxtn and at oakstrength. Together, we are two companies committed to elevating your health and fitness. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review our Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.